Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by Claire Yates, who's pretty big in the game when it comes to estate agency and conveyancing. Um, Claire, I want to talk to you about equality and the lack of women in senior positions in both estate agency and solicitors. Talk to me. Okay, so you're talking to me on a very interesting day. Um, I've just achieved my 60th birthday, which also heralds 30 years in the business. So I've literally seen it from the age of 30 right the way through. And when I joined, I was a part-time weekend negotiator. There were no male part-time weekend negotiators. It was a woman's job. And as a woman's job, um, it was seen as it was low paid and uh, it remained poorly paid for most of the time that I stayed in agency at that stage. Um, and I went into new builds and people on new build sites were all female. Mm. But when it came to trying to break the glass ceiling, uh, the old fashioned references were made to, you're going to leave and have babies, or you already have, um, you're, going, you're bound to take time off to do this, that and the other. So um, there, were barriers, there were clear barriers and discrimination. There's no two ways about it. And this is across a number of corporates as well. Um, Women were seen as um, distracted, I think is the word. Um, maybe not focused, maybe we hadn't been trained correctly. There was never a question about education because I don't think anybody ever asked what my qualifications were. It was just, you just didn't see women in senior positions. And many of the women I knew, really bright, clever, uh, smart women, left the business because of the glass ceiling. So these women in senior positions would be a little bit younger than me, my age, and I would have seen a whole stream of them going through. There are a handful. Glynis through is probably one that's close to where I am. And, and they were remarkable because they're there. Absolutely remarkable because they're there. Because somebody, male, because all the bosses that I ever met were male, some male thought um, that they were worth it, that they were worth giving a chance to. Um, so I think the lack of women in senior positions right now is a legacy thing. But what I am really proud to say is if I look now at the number of women aspiring and holding senior positions going forward, that is definitely changing. And in conveyancing, there are more and more heads of department and partners coming in um, and proving that, that not only women can do it exceptionally well, but they're astonishingly good at managing their staff and performance. So it's a legacy thing, but I think we've got another decade to go before we're going to see the last of people like me that were held back, if you like, um, or not encouraged. I think there's another side to this. It's not just being held back. It's somebody saying to you, you'd be good at that. You should apply for that. So what would your messages be to um, women in their 20s and 30s that feel they want to kick on and, and, and really progress their career? And then secondly, what would your message be to the, to the predominantly male bosses on how to encourage their female, work, female colleagues who think they have capabilities okay so there is there is a, a, a slight thing I'm going to say about motherhood is that when you take time out to have kids it can sometimes dent your confidence in believing that you've still got it that your baby brain is still with you whatever people want to call it I would say to anyone who wants to do a career in property to absolutely pursue it with everything she's got because it's exciting it's diverse and there's lots of other places you can go you can go and work for a supplier to agency as I did and get more, um, even more opportunity there. Um, 
don't think that maternity leave is the end of your career. It absolutely isn't. And now that employers are being fairer with flexible working, um, there's no reason to fight hard um, or compromise on anything you want to do. I've spoken to some fantastic uh, women on the sofa um, recently, and a lot of them use the word guilt about trying to run a household, you know, be a perfect mother and, 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 and be a star at work. What is your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely, I get that. So I was given a job of part-time week, um, part-time negotiator with chancellors. I was doing 40 hours a week. Um, I was allowed time to get my kids to nursery before starting work, so I was allowed to start at nine. I worked till five and then got home and raced, raced to the nursery to pick up my, my kids. How on earth I managed, I still don't know quite how I did it, because my husband travelled a lot at the time. So I was effectively a single mum. Um, and I did that four days a week and every weekend. And the guilt, yes, and telling your kids to go to school when you think they might be actually poorly, but you just don't want to ring in and say they're not very well. The, the conflict between being a great mum and having a great career is, is it's very hard to have both. But my boys are all grown up and they're all achieving phenomenal stuff now. And they look back and say, I've taught them about the meaning of hard work. And, and, and getting your priorities right. And they don't think I've let them down. They probably wouldn't tell me. <laughs> well, I think as a child, you don't remember these things, do you? You just, as long as, as, long as you were there, you know, it's not, you don't have to be there all the time, just there at the appropriate times. Um, I mean, it's not a question I'd normally ask a man, but how do you reduce that guilt? Is it, is it are you fearful of the judgment of others or is it something else? Yeah, there's definitely the judgment of others. There's the delightful yummy mummies at the playground when you scream up in your car because you're hopelessly late and they're all looking against she works, you know, and all this sort of stuff. Um, there's the feeling that maybe you have made some wrong choices, maybe you should have an easier okay. job. But I still think that when you look at your kids and whether they're happy and well-adjusted, and every kid will ask you for more attention, but I'm talking about the way that they're coping at school and whether they've got friends that they go and see. If all of that is ticking all of the boxes, just do what you need to do because it keeps you sane as well and I feel very proud of what I've achieved in my career and being a mum. Do you think there's plenty of women out there that don't go for their full potential because of this perceived judgment of others but it makes them miserable inside? Yes, yes and the trouble is you can't get that time back no. so you kind of have to just go with your gut. And what advice would you give to husbands who, who have a wife or a partner who thinks they're being held back what would your advice be to those encourage them and offer to help as much as possible and support you know doing the shopping in the supermarket and washing is not a female um, skill that we learn from birth this is something that can be done by both sides and sometimes it's the stuff that we think as women we should be doing on top of work and childcare like cleaning just get a cleaner yeah, I must admit, a, bo a book that changed my mind, and it's been out for 20, 30 years, is Men Are From Mars and Women From Venus. You've got to read that book because it makes you, as a, I can only speak as a man, makes you realise how, how you know, women think and how men think. It's, it's a blinding book. What would your message be to male and female bosses about encouraging their, their women colleagues to, to, to crack on? Um, first of all, lots of praise, because the main reason that women don't ask for promotion or don't seek promotion is for some reason or other they don't think they're that good. So I think men and women need praise, actually, when they do a good job and just start to say, I've been watching you and I think you've got potential. So, so do, you think, do you think a lot of women suffer from imposter syndrome? Yes. In fact, I don't know one that doesn't.
So even the most successful, I don't know one single woman that doesn't question why she's there or if she should be there. Don't we all know? I don't know. I've met some men that I would question whether they do um, in the industry. But having said that, certainly for, for many of us, yeah, I would say that you just need to make your staff, and I would say this across all genders, feel fantastic when they do a great job. Praise when you can, keep criticism minimal just as a training exercise and make sure that people are shown the right way. And there must be a career path, because otherwise you're going to lose somebody along the way. So there has to be an obvious route for them to take. Thank you for your time today, Claire. It's been inspirational. You're welcome.